Good morning, everyone. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we will get to learn Daf Memdal and Masechah Yuma. We start with the Mishnah on Rim Gimel Amud Beis, and we continue with the Avoda. So the Mishnah uh, commences, right? We're shechting the um, the bull over here. We're shechting it. Shchato, shchato, says the Mishnah. Bekibel b'Mizrak es damo. So who's doing the shechita? This is the coin gadol. Even though shechita is mutter bazar, uh, avodas yom kippur has to be done by the coin gadol. All of the avodas have to be done by the coin gadol, and therefore he's also being the one that receives the blood in the b'mizrak, right in the bowl. Now, now here is not an avoda, but something that, right as we saw, here it says shechato. We know that uh, we know that in the in these instances he's also going to have some auxiliary help here. So this is another person that's going to be helping him. What is this person doing? What's memares bo? Memares is stirring the blood. Why do you have to stir the blood? Because you have to keep it from coagulating. So you have to keep it from coagulating uh, because he can't because the coin gadol is about to go into the. Kodesh HaKadoshim, uh, soon enough, and he's going to be doing the Avodah HaKatayrus. This Avodah HaKatayrus was what he has prepared for uh, most of the seven days that he was in quarantine. He was getting ready for this moment because that has uh, required some of the most, uh, most of the skill in terms of balance and coordination and, be, and being able to, to grab it with his fist in the proper way and then put it into the, into the Machta. These are the areas that are uh, that are going to be challenging and it's going to be time consuming. While he's doing this, he's going to be doing it in a rush and he's going to try to do it with great skill, but he can't be worried about obviously mixing the blood at the same time. That would be physically impossible. It, and if he didn't have somebody mixing it, by the time he gave, came back, it would be just like Motzei um, Shabbos Cholent. And that is not something that you'd be able to sprinkle on the, on the Mizbeach. And therefore, we have an additional person, one of the Kibudim, uh, Right, Kisa Shalaliyo. He's stirring. He's stirring the uh, the blood. Now, interestingly enough, the Mishnah points out where the individual is standing when he's stirring the blood. This becomes bring it up because it becomes the topic of Daf Mendalid. Where is he standing? Al Harovid Haravi Shabahechal. He's on the fourth row. Um, this is there's discussion on to exactly third fourth row where the fourth row are there some elevations outside the heichal or is it just balatot right tiles in the floor okay but be that as it may he's let's call it four tiles away in the heichal okay we're going to get to what the, what this exact location is and as the mission the mission describes spells out as we said kedeshalo yikrosh so that the blood does not coagulate fine so that's that stage of shechting and then the individual. Uh, mixing. We'll come back to that. Meantime, continuing with the Avodah. So now he takes the shovel. He goes to the top of the Mizbeach HaChitzoni now, right? He's on the outside Mizbeach. What is he doing? He's clearing out the outer coals to the sides. He's trying to get the innermost coals. He's trying to get down to the to the core core, core uh, coals here. The innermost Coals, the most smoldering coals. That's the ones he's going for for the scoopful. The Yarad. Then he comes down from his bechachitzoni. And he places 
this full shovel, a shovel filled with coals, right, again, on that, that mentioned Rovid Aravi. So it's important where this place is. That one is in the Azara. Okay. And now the mission is going to go on and describe um, differences between the, in this particular um, Ketoris ceremony. We know that the Ketoris ceremony was done with the Tamit Shal Shacha and the Tamit Shal Ben Arbaim daily. But when it's done by the coin Gadol on Yom Kippur, it has some different elements to it as follows. Says the Mishnah. On, in the usual, when he did the Savorosah Ketoris, he would scoop up the coals, right, with a shovel made not of gold but of silver and pour them into a shovel that was made of gold. Um, okay. Right, in other words, when you put the coals down, where you're going to be doing the Ketoris, right, you put it into, he would take from a scooper that was made of silver and put it into the shovel and put it on that fourth tile and that shovel that was on the fourth tile was always made of gold but the shovel that he used for the scooping was made of silver. Today, the coin Gadol actually uses the same, right, golden shovel that he uses to scoop is the same one that he actually lays down. Okay. We're going to explain that this is because we don't want the coin Gadol to fatigue. We do, we go to great lengths to not give him extra work, okay? We're gonna see, scooping with a golden shovel, what the significance is of that, okay? Uh, further on, furthermore, Typically, he'll do on a daily, uh, on a daily scooping of the, of the coals, he has to scoop up four kabin, and as we said, that on a very typical day, he's, he's scooping up and pouring into another, into another shovel, so when he does so, he does not have to pour out the same amount that he scooped up, on, but he scoops up four kabin and then pours three kabin into the golden shovel. However, hayom kabin right? So the the total is still going to be the three kabin, but instead of scooping up four with a silver shovel and then pouring only three into a gold shovel as he does every day on Yom Kippur, he scoops up lechatchila, so to speak, with the gold shovel and leaves it as is. Okay. So he's scooping less. Now, uh, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi, however, disagrees. And he says, that he does not scoop up four kavin and then pour out three, but rather he, he does a full saw, which is six kavin. Okay. So uh, 50% more than the Tamkama. But still pours them into the three kabin. That's that golden scooper on the fourth tile is always three kabin. So he scoops up six kabin. And instead of putting 75, pouring 75% of it into the uh, shovel, he's pouring half of it into the shovel. But both Rabbi Yossi and the Tamkama agree that on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol is only going to scoop up three kabin. Okay. Furthermore, Amazingly, the shovel was usually heavy. Today, the shovel was made light. Again, all of this is to reduce calorie burnage of the Kohen Gadol, to, to make his work easier. Usually, the handle was short. Today, the handle is long. So, wait a minute. That's interesting. It's lighter, but the handle is longer. Why is that? My far from explain. Um, Rashi. Leverage, Andrew. It's all about leverage. When you have a longer handle, you can hold it 
sort of like leverage it under your arm. He needs to do it for leverage and it makes it lighter and easier to handle also because he's doing more things at once. So he needs to be able to have that extra long arm to help him with his avoda. Okay. Um, this is going to be, um, it would be a miracle if we get to it, but at the very end of Mandala discusses what kind of gold is this. Yarok uh, in Chazal, well, in Hebrew, in colloquial Hebrew, it means green. In Chazal, just all over the map, what color this is. Uh, this art scroll describes it as yellow gold. And today it's rose gold. Today, everybody knows what rose gold is because of the iPhone. Uh, iPhone, uh, rose gold iPhone came out after Art School, so Art School writes red gold. The bottom line is, it's a fancier gold, um, higher quality gold on uh, Yom Kippur. Diva Rebbe Menachem. Okay. And so they quote Menachem for this. Good. Now, Bechol Yom Makriv, who's this Rebbe? Menachem is, a, is it's a, not for now. We're trying to cover a little bit of ground here. Um, Fine. Uh, it's just that the, the thing is, by quoting it, it seems to imply some sort of uh, dispute, but the Rambam says it's authoritative. Okay. Every day, a pras is a half or a, a portion, right? Like a, like a prusa is a slice of bread. So anyways, he offers some in the morning and half in the afternoon. But on, on Yom Kippur, the coin adds... Right, another one consisting of his two handfuls of the ktoris. As we, as we say, that's really where he's got to practice the two, uh, precise handfuls, okay. The cholyom haisadaka, the incense itself was ground finely on a regular day, by yom daka minadaka. But on yom kippur, it's even finer than that, okay. Now, um, furthermore, uh, regarding the ramp, when you, when you go up the ramp, so we have some halachic um, implications of this when we sometimes go up to, to, to laning. Uh, people are, right, makpid to go on in a certain, uh, from a certain direction and leave from a certain direction here. This was uh, to mimic the avoda of the kohanim. They would go up on the east side of the ramp, right, as we have described, and we will have to describe further, the mizbech hachitzoni, had an elevation and it had a ramp going up the elevation. We've described this already at great length. And if you orient yourself so that due north is on top, so, and you're coming in from the east, so you're coming in from the right, the ramp is actually runs north-south, or south-north as it were. You go up from the south northwards towards the Mizbeach. And so you go up on the eastern side as you travel north on the ramp, <coughs> elevate north, excuse me, you're going up on the right side, which is the eastern side, v'yordin v'marovo, and you go down on the left side, which is the western side. V'yom koin gadol olabemsa v'yordbemsa. Significance here can be found, but it's not for now. But let's just say that on Yom Kippur, he goes up and down, right down the middle. One could argue that this has to do with a direct close connection with Hashem, where you could go right down the middle, and uh, on Yom Kippur, you meet him uh, right, right where he is. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, but that's uh, homiletics. The, the, as far as halacha, he's going going up and down, straight down the middle of the ramp. Now, also because he's the only he's the only guy, so uh, he gets to go down down. It would be like having the entire six lane highway to yourself, right? You just go straight down the middle when you're driving. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, 
Um, right. So Rabbi Yehuda said, wait a minute, the coin Gadol, right? In other words, the Tanakhama says the coin Gadol can only go up and down the middle uh, during Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yehuda says that this is a privilege, not just of Yom Kippur, but it's a coin Gadol privilege even all year round. That every day, Okay, fine. That's a machlokis Rabbi Yehuda and Tanakhama. Now, we're going to have another machlokis Rabbi Yehuda and Tanakhama. Tanakhama says, That every day the coin Gadol is going to be Makai Shadav Raglov from the special, right, known as the Kiyar, Vahayom in Akiton Shalzahot. But on Yom Kippur, he uses a specialized uh, golden flask from which he cleans his hands and feet. However, Yehuda, Imer, similarly to what he had said by the ramp, La'olam Kohen Gadol Makai Shadav Raglov min Akiton Shalzahot, that that flask again was in a similar vein. Um, it was set aside for the Kohen Gadol to use even during the year. And finally, getting to the fire, this we will not get to on Memdalad, even if we finish Memdalad. This is a discussion of what each of the four fires were for on the, on the Mizbeach. So every day there was four, there was an additional one on Yom Kippur, a fifth one, Divi Rebbe Meir, that's what Rebbe Meir says, and Rebbe Shalosh. every day there was three fires, and today there's four fires. Okay, and Rabbi Yehuda, so here we have a three of Machlokas. Rabbi Yehuda is being called with the Tanakhama, but we have uh, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Yehuda. Um, is it five and four, three and uh, four and three, or three and two? That is, will be discussed, and Rashi explains this will be discussed in the Gemara. But we, uh, without further ado, we go now into the Gemara. Of all of these discussions, the Gemara fixates you could say, on the following issue. We have an individual, as we said in the beginning of our Mishnah, who is mixing the blood in the bowl so as to not allow the blood to coagulate. And the problem is, he's mixing it clearly by the by where the Ketoros is, is, is being done, it seems. Now, the Ketoros is in the Mizbech. So in order to understand this, it's on top of the Mizbech Apnimi. So in, or, in order, right, the Qataris is one of the Avodas that's done on the inner Mizbeach. Okay. So in order to understand this, we have to now explain the uh, structure. We'll try to paint a picture with words here to try to explain the structure of the Heichal uh, over here. So it's like this. We know that we have the Chatzar, and that's where the outer Mizbeach was. And it's right, this is in Masechus Yuma, Art Scroll has the picture. Um, so we have the Chatzar, that's where the outer Mizbeach was. Fine. And then... Uh, that, that becomes relevant. And then we have the, what we'll call the temple structure. So the analogy would be, right, if you go to shul, right, so you, when you say I'm going to shul, you mean that you're going to the building wherein lies the sanctuary, and in the sanctuary is the aron. So, right, so, when you, so, so what we'll say is the building is, let's say, the ulam over here is, let's say, the part of the shul that's outside. Um, that's in the shul, right? But in the ulam itself, you don't have the shulchan, the menorah, and the mizbech. That's in the sanctuary. So for that, you go into the heichal. The heichal is what we call the sanctuary. The ulam is shaped uh, like an ari, like a lion. So as you face it, and this is obvious to us because we've been learning this so much, but as you face it, so now, as you're going west, right? As you're going west, you are actually going to pass the mizbech, you're going to be in the Chatzar, you're going to pass the Mizbech, and you, as you're going west, you see this large sort of lion's mane facing you, right? It's like a lion facing you as you're facing west, 
right? So the lion's facing you, you have the big mane, that's the ulam, what the art school calls the antechamber, that's the entrance way. But you're entering into the ulam, and then from the ulam you're entering into the heichal, wherein is the mizbeach apnimi, that's the sanctuary, it's called, that's the mizbeach apnimi, the menorah, the shulchan, and then if you go further into the heichal, you go into the kodesh HaKadoshim. Okay, now, we're going to switch uh, for reasons that will become uh, obvious soon, because uh, you guys know I'm boarding a plane today. We're going to use the, not, not the United, where you have economy class and business Polaris, but the LL model, where you have economy, business class, and first class. Okay, we're going to use that model. Okay, as follows. So if you use that model, this will help in the Gemara. And try to paint a picture with words. So now we're shifting over. You walk in to the, onto the airplane, and first, this will become relevant, you have like the kitchen slash bathroom galley area. That's where Andrew and all of his chassidim like to hold, they think it's a shtibel. That's where they hold like a minion factory. And then, so if you look to the right, you have all the economy seats, okay? Now, if you turn left, Andrew, uh, uh, okay, I didn't want to say it. I'm turning left today. It's not important. I got, I got to notice in the more overnight. But the point is, when you turn left, okay, uh, I'm not flying a lot, obviously, but you have... Uh, the business class section. Now, you're going to have a curtain, obviously. You don't want to handle the riffraff. So you're going to have a curtain between, as there was. So there was a curtain between the heich, in between the ulam and the heichal, there was a curtain. Okay? There was a partition. Okay? So that's, that's what we're going to call the business class curtain. You're going from economy to business class. In business class is where you have, right, lahavdil, the mizbeach apnimi and all the internal things. Then, between business class and first class is another curtain. That is representing, uh, in our analogy, the, the, the curtain between business class and first class. Kodesh Kedashim Lahavdil is representing the first class, which you don't see. This is going to be important because we're going to have to do a lot of visualizing of the difference here. So, says the Gemara. The question the Gemara has is, how could this individual be standing in business class? Right? Only the Kain Gadol is allowed to be walking around in this area. So how could he be standing in business class? Let's see the Gemara. The Haksiv says the Gemara. The Chol Adam lo yiyeh be'oil moed. What's this oil moed? This is the Pasuk in Vayikra. It says, V'chol Adam lo yiyeh be'oil moed, Bevo l'chaper b'kodesh ad seso, V'chiber ba'ado v'ad beiso, V'ad kol kal Yisrael. So, right, we're talking about, right, you're talking about when it, the Ketaris is being burnt in the Kaddish Kedashim, right? Nobody is allowed during the time. So this is a very important halacha that we're learning now here. It's coming straight out of the Pesukim. That at the time that the Ketaris is burning in the Kaddish Kedashim, right? Nobody is allowed to stand in the Heichal, what we call the sanctuary. Nowhere in the... Now, we'll see. The Gemara's talk about which part, which section is referring to when it says oil moed. But the bottom line is, wherever the coin's standing, it seems like he's in the Heichal because that's where you're burning the incense. And if that's, in fact, where you're standing, then how can you have a dude standing next to you mixing a bowl of blood? Uh, after all, at the time that he's about to... Remember, the coin's going to go in and he's going to, by definition, be doing the Ketoros. He's even going to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim to do the avod of the, of, of the Ketoros. 
And all the while, he's got a dude waiting for him, mixing the blood. How could that individual be standing and mixing the blood while the coin's in there doing the Avodah Kodesh Kodashim? Don't we have a, a, a Pasuk to teach us that so long as that Avodah in the Kodesh Kodashim is taking place, the, nobody could stand there. That's the Kash of the Gemara. Okay. So Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Tanei Shal Heichal. Okay. So the first thing is he's, is he's saying that the Mishnah is saying that's why He's on the fourth row. The fourth row does not mean the fourth row. Uh, in, it does not mean 4A in business class. Fourth row means he's in the fourth row of an economy, 24A. He's four rows in an economy class, which is to say four rows away from business class. That's where he's standing. So he's not in the Heichal, right? He's in the Ulam. That's okay. All right, that's the point. So the Gemara says, okay. Taner Abanan. Let's, let's look a little bit more at this Pasuk. It says, That nobody could stand in the oil moid while it's taking place. As we finally arrive in Mandala and Mandala at the still obnoxious time of 5.58 a.m. It says, could, could have meant maybe that he can't, it's, all it says is oil moid, right? Well, we don't have the oil moid, right? The oil moid was, was Moshe Rabbeinu's tent. We don't, so to speak. We don't have that. So which part of the base of Mikdash corresponds to this Oal Moed? So you might have thought the entire Azar is the Oal Moed. That's the shul, right? Talmud Lomar, but Oal Moed. No. Oal Moed means referring to the Heichal, the actual sanctuary. Okay. That's where he can't stand, the Heichal. Ain't the Oal Moed, Shabbat Midbar. Yeah, but Oal Moed teaches you the Oal Moed of the, of the Midbar. Shiloh of Eislam Minayin. Where do we know, Bichlal, that it applies to anything other than the tent, the Oal Moed? How do we know that it would apply to the Mishkan later in history, and then later on in the Beis Hamikdash, Rishon, Shani, and finally the Shlishi Shibanabi Meir Bameinu? So Talmud Lomar Bakodesh. That's what it says. The pasuk says Bakodesh to teach you that whichever is the holy place of the day, that's where you cannot stand while the Torah burns in the Kodesh Kodesh. Says the Gemara only Ela Bashas Haktara. Okay, so I can understand that that's only while you're burning the incense. Bishas matan This is where we introduce the idea that also during the application of the blood, the matan damim is also while that is taking place, you also can't stand in the heichal. Talmud lomar Right, the pasuk itself says Those are in fact the kaparos that we know that the hazas adam and the kaparos is mechaper. Okay, says the gemara Where do I know? That it's not only while he comes in, but also while he goes out. Talmud Lomar Ad say so. In other words, until the Kohen Gadol completely exits the Kodesh Kadashim, um, nobody's allowed to enter the Heichal. That's what it's talking about. Fine. So the Gemara says, finally, with regards to this Pasuvel, So this is, as an aside, to point out, a beautiful Goranowitz Muslim moment, Kaparoso Kodemus to Kaparos Beso, the first the coin gets Kapar for himself, then he gets Kapar for his family, then Kaparos Beso Kodemus to Kaparos Echava Kohanim, then after he gets Kapar for his family, he gets for his, uh, for all the Kohanim, and then Kaparos Echava Kohanim Kodemus to Kaparos Kol Kaisrael, and then he gets Kapar for all of Kaisrael. We mentioned yesterday that this is important because when you're getting, when you're at, by the time you ask for Kapar for Kaisrael, that was how we ended yesterday, you want to be right before, right before the Mishnah, on base, that's you want to be tahar, so to speak. You want to have kapara while you're asking for others. You should. You don't want to ask for others um, while you are yet missing kapara. Beyond that, when one does tshuva, he should do tshuva. Right? You shouldn't say 
right? Whereas we typically think of what everyone else can do to improve themselves, and then what our family members could do to improve themselves, and then we never get around maybe to ourselves, that's not supposed to be the attitude. You're supposed to first fix yourself, then think what the closest people, and it's concentric circles going out from there. Um, if, if, and you usually don't get past yourself. <laughs> uh, anyways, so Amar Mar, Ainli El Sakatara. So I know only from there that it's during the Shas Akhtara, because is referring to Akhtara. How do we know? So, so how is this implied? So he says, my mashma, why would we have that Havamina? So Amar Rabba, Vachin Amar Rabitzchak Barabdimi, Vachin Amar Belazar, Amar Kra, because the Pesach says, Vachiper Badova Beisov, Ad Kol Kal Yisrael, right? Um, so that is certainly talking about Kapara, Kapara. Which is Kapara, right? Which kapara is being done by the time it's being done? It's being done for everyone. Have you Katoris? That's the Katoris because the blood uh, uh, application is not yet referring to everyone. He's not yet at the point where everyone's getting uh, a kapara for it. To which the Gemara asks, Ukatoris mechaperis? And it's true that incense actually achieves kapara? 16 lines down. So the Gemara says, yeah, in. I mean, we're already used to it. We know that the Ketor is mechaper, but here's the source. Why? We have a Bryce that says, we, we learned that Ketor is mechaper because it says, this is now going to be in the context of the aftermath of the rebellion of Korach ve'adaso, okay, that afterwards, Aaron Akoin put Ketor down and that was Mechaper, the rest of the people that were um, that were present at that rebellion. Vitana the very smile, Alma Kataris Mechaperis, what was the Kataris Mechaper for? So as it was over there, and as it is further going forward, uh, as it was in the in the days of Karchva Adaso, almost a calendrical coincidence, but for us it's a couple of weeks off, so it's no shaykhis, uh because we're used to the exquisite calendrical coincidence. So you say Alashan Hara. Lashanara, right? That was then. This is now. Yovo, um, as the Gemara describes, Yovo That something that's done in private, which is the Katoris, which is done discreetly in the Kodesh Kadashim, where nobody could see, should be mechaper al for acts committed uh, in private. We want to make sure the windows aren't fully open before we get into the juiciest lashanara. Fine. Chas uh, You should avoid both, but one is mechaper for the other. Fine. So now we talked about. The, the source in the psukim, right, uh, against going into the heichal while the katharsim is being burnt in the Kaddish Kaddashim. But now, in the middle of the page of Mendal and Ralf, we say it's not hasam. We learn in a mission in Kalim the following, in the first parak. Portion mi beina ulam lizbech mishasaktar. Okay, so now we're talking about this following idea uh, that we have to separate, we have to avoid, right, the area between the ulam and the mizbech. This is referring to the Outer Mizbeach, right? So you have the outer Mizbeach, so you have to have some sort of, uh, uh, we, we have to get away be- um, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, which means the galley area, the shul area, uh, uh, the, the shtibel of, of, on, on the Alal plane, right? We'll call the Mizbeach, in this analogy, Lahavdil will be like the kitchen area, right? So you have to stay in your seat. You gotta stay in your seat, right? During during, uh, okay, I mean, if you go, if you go crazy, you say, Bishas Akhtara will be takeoff and landing, let's say. You gotta stay in your seat. You can't go congregate by the kitchen. Okay. So now, why? So, so where do we learn that? And then, in other words, the Mishnah and Kalim, where does it get that? So I'm a Rabbi Lazar. He says, Lo shonel Bishas Akhtara de Heichal. Lo shonel Bishas Akhtara de Heichal. That's only, 
uh, when you have the Akhtar de Echal. Akhtar de Echal is when you burn the incense, not in the Kaddish Kadashim, but rather, right, the daily incense that you burn on the Mizbeach Apnimi. Again, that's in the Hechal. The Akhtar is taking place in business class in the Hechal. But while that's going on, Rabbi Lazar is pointing out, that's when nobody can congregate in the galley, uh, which is what we're describing as the area of the Chatzar between the Mizbeach HaChitzoni and the Ulam. Okay. Okay. But when you have Haktara in the, in the first class, in the Kodesh HaKadashim, Mehechal Parshi. You have to separate only from business class. But you can gather in the galley. You can gather in that area, um, that's right outside the Ulam. And it, and it makes sense, right? Because you have, like you have curtains. What we're basically saying is, when the Qataris action is happening in the in the first class, right in the Kodesh Kedushim, then you can actually congregate outside. It's only when action is happening in business class, a little bit closer, that you cannot, right, in the Heichal itself, right, because as we said, the Qataris takes place in the Kodesh Kedushim on Yom Kippur, um, and then the rest of the year takes place in the Mizbeach Apnimi in the actual Heichal. So that's what Rebbe Lazar is saying that when it's taking place in the Kodesh Kedushim, we're not worried about that. It, that that um, that hybrid place, which is uh, the area of the chatzer between the mizbeach and westward towards the ulam, which we're calling the galley. Okay, so Masiv of Adabar Ava. This this is this prob- this issue that Rabbi Lazar brought up gets discussed here. The Amrila Some say it was name said in the name of Adabar Ava. Some said it was um, in, anonymously. Bias Mayor Biosi Oimer. The following the following Bryce of Biosi, which is. Okay, so what's going on here? Astira. How is this rice astira? We'll explain. But first, it's the first statement that just like you have to what? Push, that you have to clear out the galley, Bishas Saktara. So the reason this b'risa is a stira is because it's assuming that that b'risa is talking about b'shas haktara in the Kaddish Kedushim with Nayim Fnim. So, right, Rabbi Lazar just said that when you burn the incense um, in the Kaddish Kedushim, you don't have to clear out the galley area. And Rabbi Yossi here is saying, just like when, when you do a haktara, and presumably he's not qualifying it, and therefore it would also refer to the haktara on Yom Kippur, which is the fly of the Fnim. So he says, just like you have to clear out the galley, Connected Rabbi Lazar, when you are doing the Haktar, so too you have to clear out the galley when you're doing the what? The Nisina uh, Saddam of the following three Karbanas. What are these three Karbanas? They are Karbanas when a mistake has been made. A mistake has been made and acknowledged, and you have to bring a, a special kind of Karban, right? A Karban, which is a Parkoin Mashiach. Parkoin Mashiach is, um, is that of the coin Gadol, the Mashiach is the coin Gadol. That's when he himself has given a halacha that turns out to be, um, has an, an, he said something was mutter, really it was an Isra Kares, and that was discovered, and he's doing atonement, so he's bringing that korban. It's a very special type of korban as described. And upar helem dover shaltzibur, that's when the coin Gadol himself didn't make this erroneous psak, but the Sanhedrin made an erroneous psak that had an implication or a ramification of kares. They said it was mutter, but really it was an iser kares. They bring what is called a par helem davar shatzibur. All of these blood applications, right, are being done in the heichal and usire avodas kochavim. And 
right, the blood applications of the Seire Avodas Kachavim, this is not a carbon that Avodas Kachavim bring, nor is it a carbon that you bring for doing the Averis of, um, well, Avodas Kachavim per se, not for individuals, but rather it is when Sanhedrin had issued a, uh, uh, Heter that turned out it's not really Mutter to do this, it's actually Avodas Kachavim to do this. And therefore, this is a communal, these are communal, um, Karbanos, and what makes them unique is that they're brought, this is really the issue, they're brought in the Mizbech HaPnimi. These are Karbanos where the Dam is actually brought in the Mizbech HaPnimi. So, again, the, the Dam in the Mizbech HaPnimi, that makes sense because that's in the Heichal itself. So when action is going on in the Heichal itself, which is in business class, so just like when the Katoris has done business class, that, that Rebbe Lazar would even agree with. Just like when the Katoris is, is brought in the Heichal, so everyone has to clear the galleyway, so too when the Nesina Saddam is done in the Mizbeach HaPnimi, for these three special types of Korbanos, you have to clear the galleyway, which is again, the area in the Chatzar between the Mizbeach HaChitzoni and the Ulam. They However, pre- what? They pretend that they're going to be serving dinner. Exactly, right. In other words, uh, Andrew's been scarred during the uh, dinner service Everybody has to clear out that area. So Andrew's saying, let's call the Katoris take off and landing and let's talk, let's call the, uh, the Hazas, the Nasina Saddam dinner service. Both times you have, they say, please clear the galleyway, stop, uh, the minion factory momentarily so that we can do our thing. Exactly. Now, again, the reason it's a stira is because when he said the Katoris, he was not just talking about take off and landing, he was talking about whatever's going on in first class, where Lazar had said that when when nothing's going on in the business class area, it's only going on in Kodesh Kadashim, you don't have to clear the galleyway, right? Why would you have to clear the galleyway? Nothing's going on in business class. You're not disturbing anybody. Nobody ever sees what's going on in business class. So anyway, Brisa says, this, is, this part of the Brisa is going to be really analyzed. The line here is, in other words, so now, we've, now we're talking about zones, right? So what's the difference between business class and the galley, right? Why is business class more chashev than the area between, right, the ulam and the mizbeach and the chatzar itself? So there's really the same level of kedusha. That in the heichal, you have to, you cannot stand in there. Nobody could stand in business class ever, Right? It doesn't matter, right? And right, Barry always tries to get into business class, but they close the curtain on him. They don't let him in there. It doesn't matter whether it's during takeoff or landing or not. That's that's a reserved area. Well, now the analogy really makes sense. The galleyway is is Barry is allowed. He's not, he's only kicked out when there's action going on, either takeoff or landing or the dinner service, as Andrew described. Fine. So that last piece is going to be discussed. Okay. So now the Gemara says, "What's the what, why is this a steer of our blood?" So it says, "Bishas haktara miyaparshi." Right? We said that bishas haktara, you have to get, you have to evacuate the galleyway. Well, my love bishas haktara de lefnai de lefnim. 
that wouldn't you think that that means of Nayafnim and therein lies the stira, right? Haktara doesn't say where the Haktara is, if it's the outer one or the inner one that happens on Yom Kippur. Well, if you say that it's the inner one that happens on Yom Kippur, then it's a stira because Rabbi Lazar said that when the inner one that happens on Yom Kippur is going on, you don't have to clear the galleyway. And this price seems to imply that you have to clear it as if you were doing the avoda of the three special karbanas, the dinner service, you have to clear the galleyway. So Gemara says, Law, Bishas Haktara Dehechal. No, it, that b'risa isn't a steer to Lazar because it's not talking about a Qatar going on in, in first class. It's talking about a, a Qatar going on in business class. And that's why you have to clear the galleyway, right? Not talking about Kadosh Kadashim, but rather the Eichel. Okay. So now the Gemara says, Ihachi ha maila v'sulo. In other words, if that's the case, I didn't, I didn't say that with the, ni- the, the right intonation. Ihachi ha maila v'sulo. In other words, this is where we're going to be analyzing the second aspect of the b'risa. In other words, if it's true that we're talking about that the Qataris of the Heichal, so then would that be the only difference between the galleyway and business class? Vesulo? Ha'ika ha'maila. Then there's also this, this, uh, chumra, right? What's the chumra? As follows. The ilu meheichal, right? Because if we're talking about not going into business class, parshi ben bishasaktar diday ben bishasaktar dufnailifnim, right? We know that Andrew, that Barry can't go into business class ever. Whether it's go, whether the haktar is going on there or going inside. But if you're talking about the galleyway, so the galleyway only has to be cleared when the haktar is going on in the heichal itself. But when the haktar is going on in the Kaddish Kaddashim, you don't have to clear the galleyway. So that is another, right? So if we're talking about uh, differences of where the haktar is, so then... And, and we're in fact talking about Akhtar in the Heichal and not Akhtar in the Lifnai of Lifnim. Turns out that this, what is the difference between the galleyway and the business class portion of the Brysa is not, is, is going to only be singling out one case where really there's more than one case where there's a different, distant difference, uh, between them. Okay. So now the Gemara says, is going to reinterpret it as follows. Ha Kitani, Hakatani, is that really what the Bryce is trying to say? No. Right? Says the Gemara that the, as we turn to Mimdal and Beis, it says that in the Heichal, right, which we're explaining, that is business class, that you cannot enter whether it's Akhtar or not. And however, umbeit ulam lemizbeach, the galleyway in portion el b'shas haktara. That's only when haktara is actually going on, right? And we go back to saying that's only b'shas haktara in the kaddish kedushin. So what happened here? What was what was the question? What was the answer? So what's happening? It's it can be convoluted, but basically the brisa is being reinterpreted. It's not contrasting the burning of the Qataris with Nesina Saddam, which is how we got into this trouble in the first place, right? Because we were talking about Nesina Saddam of those three special kinds of Karbanas where Nesina Saddam is on the Mizbeach, Apnim, and the Heichal. But rather, it's talking about the burning of the Qataris of the Heichal with that of the burning of the Qataris of the Kaddish Kedashim. In other words, this difference, right? In other words, the Halacha makes sense because we gave such a beautiful analogy that, that we can clearly understand. It's just how it fits into the Brysa that we had difficulty. But now, if we say the Brysa is not contrasting Torahs to Nesina Saddam, but rather, it, the Brysa is good for giving the answer within, which is to say the difference between how we behave when the Torahs is burnt on, in, on the Mizbeach Apnimi and the Heichal 
and how we behave when the Ketoros is burnt in the Kaddish Kedashim, that is in fact the topic of the Brisa. Once you say it like that, so then it's consistent with everything Rebbe Lazar said, which is to say, it's consistent in the sense that if the Ketoros is being burned in Kaddish Kedashim, then we could stand in the galleyway. Whereas if, the, what we call the galleyway, whereas if it's being burnt in the Mizbeach HaPnimi, then everybody has to clear the galleyway because there's action going on in business class. To which the Gemara asks, but why? Why, why are we not talking about Nesinas Ha-Dam? Because remember, Vaha'ika Ha-Maila, right? But before we said, Ve'ein Maila Ella, right? The second part of the, of the Bryce which says, this is the only difference. Well, if, if the subject of the Bryce is only the Ketoris, so then we have another difference, which is a Nesinas Ha-Dam. Uh, even though it has the same halacha, it is another application of the uh, and another uh, reflection where the Nesina Saddam in in the Kaddish Kadashim is going to be treated exactly the same way as the Qataris, which is to say, just like when the Qataris, when it's in the Kaddish Kadashim, you can be in the galleyway, and when it's in the Heichal, you cannot, you have to clear the galleyway. So too is Nesina Saddam. When Nesina Saddam is in the Kaddish Kadashim, you can be in the galleyway. When Nesina Saddam is in the Heichal, on the Mizbeach HaPnimi, you have to clear the galleyway. So that's another difference between the Heichal and the Kaddish Kadashim. So it says, that if, if we're not talking about the Dam, so then we've left out. Right? Because with regards to get, staying out of, getting out of the sink of the, right, of the Heichal, you have to separate during, right? You have to clear out business class regardless. Whether you're doing this, Kedusha here is referring to Nesina Saddam. You have to clear out business class and Barry can't go in, we close the curtain, whether the Nesir Saddam is being done right, meaning in itself, meaning the Heichal, meaning on the Mizbech HaPnimi, or the Nesir Saddam is being done in the Kaddish Kaddashim. Right, and again, with regards to the Nesir Saddam, Right, that galleyway only has to be cleared out if you're doing Nesina Saddam in the Heichal, not if you're doing it in the Kaddish Kadashim as we do on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara answers, Amarava, Shein Prisha Achasi, Enachinami. It's the same halacha. In other words, because it's so similar that you don't even have to mention it in the Brisa because the Nesina Saddam and the Kataris have the same exact halacha and therefore that's really one lesson. So now we're five lines down, Mimdalim and Beis, and the Gemara is just going to Quote the end of the price, which says, Amar Mar, Kach portion Bishas Matan Parkoin Mashiach, Uparalem Dabashal Tsibur Siravaz Khovim. The three special Nasina Saddam, right, that are being done, right, in the, during the time of the Nasina Saddam, of these, uh, in the, in the inner Mizbech, for these three special Karbanos, you have to clear the galleyway. Okay. So Gamar says, Minalan, how do we know that you're not allowed to be in the, in, in the area during the Nasina Saddam? So Amir Ravi Pudas, Asya Kapara Kapara Miyam Kippurim. We learn it as a Gzera Shava. It's really a Binyanav, the Mepharshim explained, but from analogy from Yom Kippurim. Okay? So we say it like this. Amar of Ada Barahava. Shmamina Malas Daraisa. All of this is implying that the regions in the Mesa Bektash that we're referring to must be Daraisa, which is to say, we're talking about this imaginary line of the galley. Is that Daraisa or not? Why would you think that's Daraisa? Because, Hachi Gamiri Lehu. Right, it has to, Gemiri, as we've already discussed, means Allah Moshe Messina. Why? The Isaac right? Let's say clearing the galleyway was just, uh, was not FC, FA, whatever, it was not federal laws. Maybe, it was just a suggestion of the, right, it's just the, um, uh, the waiting staff of the airplane, um, that are asking you to, to, to leave. If that was the case, said, Maishna bin Ulam 
right? What, what makes the galleyway a special demarcation? Dilma Mikruv Aili, right? It has to be. The fact that we're referring to be making a gazera, right, on a specific area must be that there's a delineation that where we have precedence for it. There must be precedence to Arisa. The Chachamim are talking about this galley as if it's like a separate section. Must be that it's, that they got this idea from somewhere. Therefore, it would be Arisa. Because if not, then Michule Azar and Aminifreshu. The Chachamim, where did they get this idea that there's this imaginary line going from the Mizbech to the Ulam that we're calling the galley? It has to be Midaraisa because otherwise it would just say stay out of the Azar altogether. Right? Dilma Mikruva Aili. So, so because why not? Because why would you have to clear away the chatzer? Because for the same reason you have to clear away the area between the Mizbeach and the, and the Ulam, you have to clear away the entire chatzer because maybe you'll end up wandering off into the Ulam. Okay? So the Gemara says no. The reason is not, the reason why a Chazal can make this takana is not because that is a clearly delineated, uh, uh boundary midar raisa, but rather, No, it's a pragmatic concern. Which is to say, when you're hanging out in the galleyway, you can wander off into the business class uh, bathroom easily because at that time, of, there's no, the curtain is not drawn. And Kevin de la right? There's no separation, as we said, um, over there. And therefore, you wander off inadvertently into the ulam because, and you won't notice it. You'll do it unwittingly. However, Azara, the Chatzar, Kevin de Ika Mizbech, Achitz on the Mavstik, Minkur Milsa. But the Mizbech there, it's standing. You have the galley, you have the kitchen. Right, you have all the people. You realize that you're entering a different zone, and therefore, outside of that area, the economy class, uh, right, uh, where the peasants sit, um, from there, you're never, you're ne- you realize that you're going to a different zone, and therefore, the Takanas Chazal did not delineate that area based off of some pre-existing boundary midaraisa, but rather a purely pragmatic thing, where in that area, the person will not wander off into the ulam where he's not supposed to be. Okay. Furthermore, Amarava Shmamina Kedushas Ulam Beheichal Chad Milsahi. Sounds like the Kedusha of the Ulam and the Heichal is one Kedusha. And as we said, right, the Ulam is the antechamber, we'll call it, to the Heichal. Why does it seem that way? Then you would have to have a Gezerah on the Ulam itself. The fact that we see that you don't have to make a Gezerah on the Ulam makes it. Um, we realized that we would never do that because that would be a gazera la gazera, and therefore it must be that the ulam and the echal itself is one kedusha. So we say, we say, no, that's not that too is not necessarily true because la ulam uvein ulam is beachad kedusha he hechal veulam shtei kedushos. That no, in fact, the hechal and the ulam are shtei kedushos. The reason why we don't have to make another gazera is because the galleyway and the ulam are one kedusha. And therefore, by making a gazera on the galley and the ulam, that's not a gazera or gazera because that's the simultaneous uh, gazera. And so we find ourselves two dots in the middle of the page of Memdalim and Bays, and we talk about the shovel. So we'll, we'll leave where we left off with the minute left. Every day he would use a silver shovel, my taima. Why don't we use a gold shovel daily? Because Because we don't want to make a gold. Remember, this is a high... Um, traffic thing. It's used a lot on burning coals, and therefore we want Claudius Israel to be able to afford it. However, there's a lot of reasons why uh, we say also, everything in the base of Mikdash is gold, but the Ritva, as Rabbi Gross points out, is that that's for the things that you do for actual avoda. This could be something that's more used uh, as a facilitator later on. There's other reasons given also. Uh, to use and do all of these avodas of the Yom Kippur Bekarov.